Okay, you could start whenever. Welcome back to another episode of the Born Again Again podcast. I'm Katie. And I'm Joe. So this week, we started listening to a podcast from some YouTubers that we really liked called Rhett and Link, and they do the Good Mythical Morning show. And their Ear Biscuits podcast. Yeah, so we were listening to their Ear Biscuits podcast. We found out through our Facebook group that they were posting just kind of like about their lost years they called it or just the time in between they quit their professional jobs and became youtubers or whatever and surprisingly they had a long journey with campus crusade for christ or crew like we had and were basically on staff and we anyway we we've listened to the first two and then today we listened to rhett's deconstruction story he put out which this was all like kind of crazy because they never ever talk about religion right and i think that a lot of people follow them they have like a huge influence and i thought that it was like really bold it was bold of them to like come forward and just talk about what i don't know just what they went through i think like i feel like it's it's similar to like everyone who's following this podcast it's not just like you come out and you're like hey everybody i'm not christian anymore but like just all of the years of kind of like going through all of your doubts and like figuring out what you really want to believe and just going through changes just like a regular person but it can feel so torturous as a christian who's not supposed to change yeah you know yeah it was really cool hearing rhett's story today just because he i feel like in his it was like an hour and a half long episode or something but in that episode it felt like he touched on so many of the things that we've talked about throughout all the episodes of our podcast and then obviously it really resonated with us because his time and crew was really similar to ours and, and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and just all the reasons why they wanted to do it yeah. and be a part of it. And like, I don't know, a lot of his thought processes were similar to ours and like the questions that he asked. And it was a really good story. I felt like he told it well and he spoke really well on his podcast. Yeah. It, it was funny because I always assumed they were Christian. Yeah, so did they, I. Like, they never talk about it uh-huh. on their videos, but their videos are all really clean, especially the earlier ones. Like, they they never swear in their videos, and they don't really have, like, adult topics or anything like that. So, it's really clean entertainment, and they mm-hmm. built this massive YouTube channel with millions of subscribers. I think they're, I don't know if they're the highest, they're, like, in the top 10, for sure, of the highest paid YouTubers of the entire platform. So, like, yeah, they have a really significant audience, um, and it's... Yeah, it seems like a big deal that they're coming mm-hmm. out as non-Christian, or at mm-hmm. least it seems like that's the way they're they're coming. Rhett was uh, in Rhett's episode. He was saying he basically isn't a Christian anymore. He's mm-hmm. like maybe open to the idea of God, but he wouldn't call himself Christian and could never bring himself to believe that again. And it's like, whoa, that's that's a big deal. I'm sure a lot of Christian families and young people and stuff follow Good Mythical Morning on YouTube mm-hmm. or subscribe to them. Mm-hmm. Um, just because like I said, it is, it's all like Christian approved material. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They kind of talked about how their comedy sort of developed within their Christian world and mm-hmm. why it probably seems like that to the outside. Like they are like really clean and they seem like almost wholesome yeah. Christian humor because it like, that's how they first 
I don't know, we're able to practice being a comedic act together. Yeah. You know, being like on stage at crew <laughs> events. Seeing at crew. MC at crew. I know. Crew and it's funny because like knowing crew, I can totally picture them yeah. up on stage being those guys. I know. Those like, MC guys. <laughs> finding out after the fact, it's like, oh yeah, I, I see where all of your weird humor comes from now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like they probably, well, they said that they loved doing it. They uh -huh. like loved MCing at crew and running the events and all that. And that makes sense to me. It's mm -hmm. like a real high energy role yeah. that they were filling and it seems perfect for them. He was saying that it's like, it's an atypical journey to begin, like you're a full-time YouTuber and you're in the entertainment world to come from like that Christian, I don't know, lifestyle. And I, I wrote something about it on my Instagram yesterday after listening about how like I feel self-conscious often of like coming from the Christian world and wondering like, can everybody tell that I'm Christian? Yeah. Just like you said, you we could tell that Red yeah. Link were Christian. <laughs> yeah. You know, I feel self-conscious. I don't necessarily want people to think that I was Christian in the past. I mean, I can't help that, but it's just like, it's like my deep, dark secret. Yeah. <laughs> like, please don't, please don't be able to tell that I am Christian. But like, I never swear. Yeah. I never, and I'm like so quiet. And I think that I come off shy. You're really nice. I'm nice. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, we had someone one time be like hear that we had a christian past and kind of be like oh yeah i kind of wondered if you were and it like sort of made me go oh <laughs> like in my gut like man like i didn't want to hear that well and that was just a barista that told us that i know you didn't, even, was know like, you didn't even know us <laughs> so i'm apparently i was putting off strong religious vibes uh, yeah like three months ago <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i i liked hearing that like just kind of like someone else talking about like developing themselves but they are developing inside like a christian world yeah. and where you learn a lot of good skills how to be kind like how to be helpful for sure all like really good things um so that i think that's great i just don't want to be like seen as like shy quiet girl yeah yeah which you don't want to be know. seen as like meek maybe that's meek christian how i am girl. now yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he said if Rhett said a few things in his in his episode about his deconstruction story that like stuck out to me um, and one was that he he felt like he mainly had a positive effect from his involvement in church mm -hmm. and in Christianity, which I thought was interesting. And actually, honestly, when you've said that, in the back of my mind, there is a voice that's like, oh, he doesn't know yet. Like, he's going to uncover some stuff. But that I feel like, in hindsight, that's arrogant. You know, everybody has their own story. And that might be true, Joe. that he's totally benefited <laughs> by it, um, even if it is hard to like hard to imagine that that's true. Um, yeah, everybody has their own journey. And it's like, it was a good reminder of that, that like, we are all going through kind of a similar process, but we're all affected in different ways. And some of us affected much more negatively and others affected positively. And it's, it's like all good. We're all just trying to find our way in the world. And mm -hmm. we should have space for that. I like what he said about how like, of like, he kind of had like a, a good time because he was a white male in mm -hmm. the church and i like and he like addressed a lot of like how it was so much harder for women or the lgbtq people like if you don't fit the mold like it's way harder for you yeah and like he was saying that even some progressive churches in california like if you're like a woman or like if you mention that you're gay like you might not be able to speak or right. like teach yeah. in the church and like it's like thinking about what what year it is like 2020 and all of that and just i don't know i think that's still like some of the biggest like damaging things about the church is just like you know lifestyle or like accepting people totally. as equals and all yeah, of that right 
And the, the other thing that I felt like stuck out to me was that he said when he left, uh, they left, they lived in North Carolina, right? Mm-hmm. And they went to California to kind of start their YouTube career. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that he got some feedback that people were thinking like, oh, you guys just left and went to California and suddenly you're not Christians anymore. And like became liberal and your faith fell apart and you lost your like good Christian values. Mm-hmm. And that, we've talked about it before, but the, I resonated with that a lot too, because like when we first left Wisconsin and we were coming to Portland, um, my grandpa literally was like, Oh, there's a lot of liberals out there, huh? Like you better be careful. Yeah, be like, careful. Get you. And for us, like we moved out here and then soon after our faith, like completely fell apart. Um, but on the podcast, Rhett some, said something interesting that if you move out of your little, your like small town, little faith-based bubble that you grew up in where you're surrounded by your faith community and you go to a new, like liberal, open-minded place like LA or like, you know, any major city, I guess, um, it becomes really hard to maintain your same, like small kind of close-minded faith, um, like so for us i mean we had particular views about gay people and and about marriage and and about all kinds of different stuff and when we moved to portland and we started seeing that there are other people living out here who aren't christian but who like also aren't evil mm-hmm. you know they're actually like good and really loving and that we've met gay people who are amazing and they obviously had like a really genuine love for each other mm-hmm. go figure yeah. <laughs> you know you start to see those things and it becomes really hard to kind of hang on to that like closed-minded dogmatic faith mm-hmm. that you grew up with. Um, and so Rhett, it sounded like Rhett experienced that and it made him kind of question his faith even more. And then it led them, led him down a path of deconstruction. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel, yeah, yeah, meeting other people who are living a different lifestyle than you, like any kind, like even a different religion or whatever, it just really like throws a wrench into the works. Yeah. Like you're kind of like, huh, I thought this was the best way. Yeah. Well, like we've talked about, there's like, we always felt like everybody who wasn't a Christian was evil. I mm-hmm. mean, everyone told us like, yeah, the world is evil. Everyone's bad. And Rhett mentioned it on the podcast that they got to LA and they met all these different people, many of whom aren't Christian and who've mm-hmm. never been Christian and they were great and they're loving and all that. And so it's like, it seems silly saying it now, but like, it's a shock when you meet non-Christians who aren't evil. It's like, mm-hmm. wait a second, <laughs> I was wrong. Mm-hmm. It does seem silly saying it now because I feel like that it seems so long ago that we felt that way. And, but like coming to terms with that and actually realizing, oh, duh, of course that, that there, that are good people who aren't religious yeah. is like, I don't know. It's such, it's such a big moment as well. Like such a good that uh, realization. Yeah. That yeah, realization. Sure. But like, it's when you come to it, it's, it's almost like a, like a slap in the face like of course like i'm an idiot yeah. like why did why did i think this? how could i've been so close-minded yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure um but i feel like it's important yeah but anyways the podcast is really good i'll link it in the description for this episode because i feel like it's definitely worth listening to mm-hmm. um, especially I, red's deconstruction story yeah that one was really good and i feel I, like the first two especially if you're not into Rhett and link already the first two are going to be kind of boring for you but the yeah his deconstruction story was really spot on and mm-hmm. it resonated with us a lot and if you resonate with our story, I'm sure you will with his as well. Mm-hmm. And then Lynx is coming it next should be week out or something, the, right? When this oh, when podcast this go, goes up. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, so this week um, we got to talking. And I hope you guys all know that that we try to like we try to have our podcast be very conversational. 
I will think of a topic that I want to talk to Joe about. And I just like, hey, like, think about this for like a second. And then like, let's save it. Don't talk about it at all until <laughs> our podcast, because I want it to sound as though we are just having a conversation right on like right on the spot so that it sounds really natural because we're not actors <laughs> and hopefully it doesn't <laughs> sound like it. we just talk for a half an hour like out of our butts but whatever or maybe it does and if you like that then great great <laughs> um but this week i thought i had this thought like uh of a kind of a tough thing that you have to go through when you're deciding if you want to leave religion is just going through like your own i guess the feelings of inferiority like are you smart enough to leave yeah. i was thinking about i wonder how many people don't feel that they're like smart enough intelligent enough or like they have the right to leave yeah. because they don't feel that they're like i don't know what's the opposite of inf they feel inferior yeah you know yeah so i was just thinking about what if somebody like keeping them from leaving is i I'm never going to be able to understand how the world works outside. Like, I don't understand evolution. I don't understand science because my religion taught me to not trust it. So, like, how can I ever look into it to see if there is actual evidence to go? Yeah. Or, like, I don't understand these, you know, theology people who are talking about the evidence for the Bible and they're talking about, like, oh, this happened in the Old Testament and this is what it means, or, like, this translation means this and I can understand the Hebrew here and the Greek here. And what if they just, like, don't feel that they really understand that well enough and so they feel, like, inferior, like, their own intellect is not worthwhile. Like, they don't even, they don't even trust themselves yeah. to, like, go. That's an interesting thought, actually, and it kind of ties into what we were talking about last week, like when you first start having doubts, because I think that for a lot of Christians, and us included when we were Christian, like as we moved closer to the point when we began our deconstruction, like while we were still Christian and, and these doubts were starting to pop up, I was like reading reading more intellectual christian material for the first time mm -hmm. you know like like most of my christian life i i wasn't really interested in reading like what christians had to say about apologetics mm -hmm. you know like i didn't really care about the evolution versus creationism argument because my whole life i had always felt that there's all these christian forefathers who've thought through all this stuff mm -hmm. and like who've written books about it and i'm sure that they've like they've they've done enough and they've i'm just gonna, like yeah, yeah you got you trust them yeah and like most for most of my christian life i just kind of trusted trusted like the the christian people who went before me that they've kind of thought through and figured this stuff out and like written books about it and came to conclusions that made sense and so like i never really bothered or cared to look into it or understand all the arguments for myself because i kind of just trusted them mm -hmm. um yeah, and until I started actually having some questions about it for myself, and then at which point I started, you know, trying to understand it. But I could imagine that a lot of people are sort of stuck in that pattern where they, where like doubts will come up about stuff, and they'll quickly squash them, not because they've gone and researched it and like gotten an answer for themselves, but because they've they've heard like, oh, this other guy has talked about it, or like, oh, C.S. Lewis actually talks about that in this book. And there's an answer mm -hmm. for that. And then you're like, okay, well, I don't even like really need to know what the answer is. I just, I need to know that I'm good. It's like reading a headline 
uh, in the yeah. news and then going to tell all your friends <laughs> yeah. that you know what it's about kind when you of. didn't even read the article. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it'll just like allay that doubt a little bit. If you think like C.S. Lewis wrote about this, it's fine. Then you're like, okay, well, I guess I don't really have to worry about that mm-hmm. issue anymore because like this guy who is much smarter than I ever will be, he's already thought about it. So that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny because there are people who are considered intellectuals within the Christian community, but also like the Bible tells you, you know, like that God's thoughts are higher than your thoughts mm-hmm. and that he will just dis- like destroy the, the wisdom, you know, of, the the wisdom of the wise. Um, and, and so it's funny because, you know, you kind of think as like a, just as an individual, like, yeah, I don't need to be smart. Like God, you know, he's smarter than me. He has it taken care of. And also like the world's intelligence is, has nothing on God and it's actually like just messed up, you know, but, but then we do have these people we consider to be like, we lift it up in yeah. a way of like intelligence you right. know these people are the intelligent christians and sort of like let we just let them in a way do their job like that's how i felt like they've done their job they figured it out for me i can't really understand and turns out the reason i couldn't understand is because i think their arguments are bad yeah <laughs> um but like you know but first time reading through apologetics books it's kind of like huh yeah like you know maybe i'm just not like that smart maybe i'm not I don't get it. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. But I think then like on the flip side, if you're the type of person who's maybe going through doubts and you want to start to look into science and evolution and all of that, uh, it can be very overwhelming. Oh, for sure. And, and Rhett made me think of it because he talks about chromosomes for, for a little bit. Yeah. There, and it was really interesting, <laughs> but, but I, I never was interested in science, maybe because we grew up Christian and we're told that science wasn't that valuable. Mm-hmm. But like now I really am, but I just don't know where to start. Yeah. You know, and I, I mean, there are there have been things that I've learned since then, like a lot of things, but it's very overwhelming to come out of Christianity and feel that, wow, like not everybody was a young earth creationist like their oh, no. whole life like are you that are you telling me that's just actually a smaller like sect of people in the whole world than i thought yeah i thought and, it's like, everyone too yeah and so like to come out and be like i don't even know where to start like like i know i understand like evolution but like show me all the things about it yeah. and you know show me all of the other things about like our bodies and about our chromosomes and yeah. about our dna and about like transitional species and like or, or show me stuff about the universe. I don't know anything about space or like everything, you know? Right. And we were lucky enough to have friends that are kind of interested in talking about that sort of thing. So like we did like op- have open conversations about that. But like mm-hmm. it's a huge overwhelming topic if you were sort of closing your mind off to science your whole entire life. Yeah. Like starting now as an adult, like I don't know, it's just hard to learn. Like yeah. I know where to begin. And I think that like if you felt that way, you were like you could say to yourself, hmm, maybe I should just stay Christian. It's just easier. I don't have to figure out how all of that works. You totally. know? Well and the thing is that you feel like at least I felt like I kind of did have to figure out all like figure out science yes. before I could even make a decision whether or not to leave. Yes, that's what I I'm glad you remember that yeah. because I was thinking about that earlier this week. Cuz it's not like when you get to to the deciding point on whether or not you're going to be Christian, you feel like okay, I have a perfect understanding of Christianity and I have a perfect understanding of science and now I can just choose which yeah. one I want. It's oh, yeah. it's not that way at all. It's so know? easy to get in, but like so difficult to get out yeah. like you're trapped. Like you don't yeah, t- <laughs> totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I I'm, I'm really curious and I'd love to hear from you who are listening if this resonates with you guys at all, but did you feel like before you could decide not to be a Christian anymore, like you needed to do kind of your homework, like go and figure out 
how the world like what's what's the alternative you know yeah like because you need to like freaking debate all your family yeah after i mean you don't need to but that's like a feeling it does no it feels I like that. i felt like that i, I better have like, some good reasons i felt like i had know? to research like crazy and like yeah. make sure i was on top of my stuff and like mm-hmm. knew exactly what was what and had answers for every single thing because i knew that like the christians did or they thought they did mm-hmm, at least mm-hmm. you know but it is it's it's strange because i it it feels like the Christianity side of things is such a closed, like a, such a closed, tidied up little box of answers and stuff like that. And like we've said before, when you leave Christianity, you're kind of just like stepping into this weird unknown void where there's ideas and like science has some stuff figured out, but there's like a lot of unknowns. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it, I could imagine that a lot of people would not feel happy in Christianity and would maybe have problems with some of the stuff the Bible says and like problems with women not being able to teach and, you know, all of this, the stuff that we have Mm -hmm. problems with, but are so, so like turned away by the insane amount of stuff that they don't know on the other side of Christianity that they just, like you said, would stay in Christianity because it's comfortable and it's easy and they understand it. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So if you're listening and that that resonates with you, I'd love to hear like what that's like cuz I it's been a while since we left and I I could see how that would be a huge block for somebody mm-hmm. who feels really unhappy in the Christian faith but also like doesn't feel equipped to leave, I guess. Mm-hmm. I I think too because of like the how it is like in the in the atheism world Mm -hmm. there's so many debates and like they're always debating christians and anytime christians have an interaction with an atheist they're debating Mm -hmm. and you feel like you have to know that stuff like that other person in in order to qualify like you're you know you're leaving you have to be like oh i i know all of these things and i can like debate my dad now (laughs) right i I always, you know, if I was a more developed person back then, I would realize that I don't need any reasons yeah. to just follow my instinct. Right. But I wasn't, and I thought, and I was scared. I mean, and that's fair. Like, our whole life we believed this thing, like, and it's pretty big deal. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, having reasons to get out seems like, yeah, everybody's going to try to find their reasons. Yeah. But I always think about, like, debates like it doesn't matter who's right or what the truth actually is it's down to who's a better debater yeah you know like who is better at arguing the case and i'm not that great of a debater so i don't know if it even matters if i ever really learn like all of the reasons because it's not like i'm gonna go to my dad and just like start like debating him and he's gonna be like wow you win that debate and i'm gonna stop being christian now like so so I feel like having like intellect or whatever it, in order to appease someone else, like, I mean, even yourself isn't really like that important at the end of the day. You just kind of have to follow your instinct yeah. because there's always going to be something you don't know. And it would suck if you knew everything anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like good that we have more things to learn. Right. I guess. Isn't it weird though how I was just, as you were talking, I was thinking about how Christianity, at least how we experienced it, like first shuts down your intuition teaches you don't trust your own intuition lean not on your own understanding Mm -hmm. so at that point you're like okay i may have feelings about this things might feel uncomfortable or whatever but i'm specifically told not to trust that so you're like disconnected from your intellect Mm -hmm. so when you start having issues with christianity and you have problems with uh whatever is causing you to feel uncomfortable in your christianity 
you are so disconnected from your instinct and from your intuition and from your your own feelings and your like gut feelings about stuff that you don't feel like you can use that to leave you mm-hmm. know what i mean it, yeah. it feels like that's not enough like even if you yes. f- if you're like oh there's something feels really weird about christianity and i just it doesn't feel right to me mm-hmm. when i was a christian that would not have been a good enough no, reason that's not to enough. get out like that that would have been pointless like let's just throw that out the window those are just feelings feelings don't really matter mm-hmm. you know and i think that's probably why a lot of people feel like okay i need to like kind of build my intellectual case against christianity in this like thorough almost academic way of course i mean we see a lot of you who are in the facebook group and following us on instagram and stuff like you guys read books like crazy and listen to tons of podcasts about this and we did the same thing we're like obsessed with it for a while like just trying to build as much of a case i felt like i was trying to build as much of a case as i could against Mm -hmm. the christianity of my past in order to satisfy I don't know, satisfy some kind of intellectual, like, empty hole I had, you know. But at this point, now I'm kind of thinking back to the time when I started to have some gut feelings about like, ooh, this doesn't feel right, or maybe there's some problems here, that like, that's enough in itself, Mm -hmm. you know. At this point in my life, like, if, if I'm doing something, or I'm a part of something that is constantly making me like question myself and have these gut feelings that are like, oh, this just like, something doesn't feel right about this. I feel like I would leave first and then if I want to go back and like figure it out, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, of course. I mean, like, of course we can say that now, but I feel like if we went back, we would do the same thing. Of course. You yeah. have to, I mean, you need your reasons, right? Like yeah. you need to like build like so many lists. I was just thinking about it too. And like going through all of that and learning is a really big part of the healing process even though it's like super daunting and overwhelming and can like prevent you from really searching it. Like once you start doing that, I remember feeling like everything that I read and found, even though it was like step by step, piece by piece was so healing. Mm-hmm. It really was. To me. Yeah. It felt like so good and so validating every time we'd find a piece that like makes so much more sense on mm-hmm. the other side of Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's just interesting. I, I been thinking about how it like, feels like that shouldn't be necessary almost you know and that if you have a problem with christianity that you should be able to just be like oh so this doesn't feel right it's just not for me Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) but the thing that comes along with that is like the fear of hell and i mean you guys know yeah so many consequences (laughs) yeah i another way that i think someone can feel inferior is if they came to faith later in life or joined a family who was more religious than them and so like like because of that became more religious Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so i was thinking about this situation like what if somebody came to faith later in life or like had like a a sibling that like really got them into it later or like married into a family that was really religious and they never were but they were like oh i do see the merit in it i feel like that person might feel inferior like with or like not able to speak their mind and leave because it wasn't really theirs in the first place yeah. and they didn't really like you know what i mean like i i don't exactly know how to say it no, but I know like what you mean. they they didn't really you know grow up in it so they might feel like well i didn't you know maybe it's because i didn't grow up in it and i don't really understand it or like fully and so i'm not able to like intellectualize my way out of it exactly you know like i because maybe my family like didn't i didn't have that support system around me my whole life like 
I didn't really like see what they see. Yeah. You know, and I'm not, I haven't been a Christian that long. So like, maybe it's just a, like a test for me, like, you know, because I've only been here like in this place, like a couple years. Totally. Yeah. And I think like that could be really hard on someone who, yeah, is like a newer Christian who's having those because I think like when a newer Christian does have those, like it's super, it, it probably is really common and it's like, okay, yeah, like you're just going to have those. You have to get through that mm -hmm. and it's going to be fine, like smooth sailing after that, you know? <laughs> yeah. But I bet like if you, you weren't in it that long, you probably do have that kind of sense of like, I don't really know. Like, I guess I'm, I, I'm not really that experienced in it. So that's why like yeah. I'm feeling doubtful, you know, but that could be, that's scary because that's like completely not true. Like you could just be having like instincts that's not right for you, even <laughs> right. if you are new in it. Yeah. And the problem is that by ignoring those instincts over and over again, you're going to like just train, train your, your instinct body. away, yeah. <laughs> you know, just like we did. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I can I can totally see that happening. If everybody in the family you married into or whatever is way more religious than you and you kind of started becoming more religious because of them, like, how dare you be the one to speak yeah. out and be like, this isn't right. Yes. Like, you don't know. Everyone else has been a Christian for longer than that. Yeah, you that's know? your internal monologue. That's what my internal monologue yeah. would be saying in that mm -hmm. situation. And I can totally see how that would cost cause someone to just kind of keep squashing their instinct down and thinking to themselves, oh, these other people have just been Christian longer, so they probably understand it better. And I'm just like not intellectual enough or not smart enough or not developed enough to understand why these issues I'm having actually aren't issues. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's bizarre. It's a bizarre trap. Yeah. I think it's, it's just an interesting concept to think about what are the blocks that you can have that could be keeping you from really looking at where you are in life and i mean i think that there's like tons when you're part of a really strong religious organization or like ideology like there's tons of blocks but i never like really considered somebody feeling like they're not smart enough to go mm -hmm. like what a weird trap to be in yeah. you know I, I don't feel i'm smart enough to figure this out and go and have my reasons set like you should never feel like you have to be like quote smart enough to do something yeah you know well yeah what kind of religion is that where you like have to be a certain level of like intellectual prowess to be able to understand the religion enough to decide whether or not you can leave it exactly like that that seems crazy you know let like you get let in you don't need to know anything you don't need to know and anything actually if you're dumb I, I mean i'm saying that in like quotes like dumb like as in like you're just like baseline child like faith you know what i mean that's better for you yeah in the religion like yeah. if you if you like keep quiet you don't need to know anything to get into it you just all you need to know is that you're bad and that without this new religion you're going to be like really screwed later on so yeah everyone's like sure sign me up i always think back to like evangelizing and thinking like why did nobody like ask us to explain it a little bit more i know I think it's such a, con like, I feel like, in, especially in the Midwest and stuff where we were, like, religion is so common that, like, everybody's kind of heard about it and, like, nobody thinks to question because it's kind of just, like, in our culture. Mm -hmm. But, like, I wish now someone would evangelize to me and I would just be like, tell me more. Yeah, Keep like, telling me more. Yeah, explain that? Like, explain it. Explain, and what do yeah. you mean by that? Uh -huh. And what does that mean? And then what are the consequences of this? And, like, what benefits do you have now? And how is your life really good? Do you have any proof that you can tell me about? Like, what times have you gone through doubt? And has it always been working for you? I don't know. Just, like, I wish I could go through and ask them, like, all of the questions, just out of curiosity. Well, you could, because tomorrow those Jehovah Witnesses are probably coming back that I accidentally invited over. Oh, okay. <laughs> we have... 
we're staying at a friend's house right now and they in their neighborhood they have like people who come by and you know like canvas and evangelize and we have like some jehovah witnesses who come by they know joe's name every time it seems we are about to leave they come by and uh one they just the, came by once before and yes, i talked to him for like but, but of course minutes. they wrote your name down because that's the, the best even like evangelizing trick like you meet somebody who's like interested enough to talk to you for 30 minutes you're going to remember where they live and what their name is yeah how to win friends and influence people yes. 101 so they came by and they were a sweet older couple and joe was feeling like they were his grandparents so he needed to talk to them and you had a good conversation with yeah, them. Yeah, I did actually have a decent conversation with them mm-hmm. and was able to ask them a few things because uh, the first thing they said was that the lady was like, haven't you noticed how like the world is just getting worse and worse and it's so evil? And I was like, wait a second, like the world is better than it ever has been. There's less crime and like the mortality rate of children is better than it's ever been. And well, everyone's especially healthier. Like the world's not, getting like, less evil. There's not killing, like you said, like gladiators. Well, or, yeah, like, so the, I said that. And like she, how barbaric we used to be. Yeah. Yeah. So she's like, well, yeah, maybe that stuff, but like overall it's getting more evil. And I'm like, I don't think so. Like we used to go to coliseums and people would watch humans get like massacred for fun. Like, I don't think we don't do that anymore because we figured out it's immoral. Also, it's such a vague (laughs) statement. Like where are her sources and what does she mean by evil? And like, and is the reason that it's more evil because of the like the religious or like fundamentalism that's like in the US? I <laughs> yeah, don't know. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, so there's a lot of questions. But I was able to talk to them for a few minutes and it was kind of a weird, surreal experience talking to them because I explained that I used to be Christian and I'm not anymore. Mm-hmm. And we had just like talked about that a little bit. But I I just had this like real spiritual feeling experience talking to them and looking into their eyes and knowing that this older couple is out on a Saturday. It was like a rainy Saturday and they're out walking around up and down the street in the freezing cold and come came up to the door and knocked on the door because they believe in the bottom of their heart that that's the best possible thing they can do for me and mm-hmm. for them, I guess. I don't know the specifics of being a Jehovah Witness, but I guess they're trying to get into that sweet, sweet 144,000. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I, I part of me feels like I can't fault them. Like they're following their passion. They're doing what they think is the most loving thing they can do on this earth while they live here. And they're like living with a mission and a purpose and like they seem to be thriving in it. You know, Mm -hmm. on the other hand, I'm feeling like you guys are spreading like the worst, most damaging knowledge. This religion is like hurting you and it's hurting anybody who you're convincing to join it. You Mm -hmm. should not go to anyone's door. So yeah, it was, it was bizarre talking to them. Mm-hmm. What but, else did they did you ask them? Um, Do you remember? So I found out that they these guys don't believe in hell, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting because I was saying when he asked why I wasn't Christian anymore, I was like, well, that's a really big and long question to answer. But uh, probably the biggest thing is I have a problem with a loving quote unquote loving God creating a place of eternal torment mm-hmm. for like ninety percent of humankind, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh well, we don't actually think hell exists uh hell to them is just like non-existence you Mm -hmm. just like die and become nothing um so i didn't say this but in my mind i was like okay well then what's the point of your religion Mm -hmm. like who cares i I don't care if i die and become nothing that sounds fine like that sounds neutral if anything (laughs) um yeah i don't remember the other stuff we talked about but we had a few back and forth questions and it was like a decent conversation and i actually wouldn't mind talking to Mm -hmm. them about it more but like it's hard to 
kind of like challenge them on their faith when I'm looking at their like sweet old eyes mm-hmm. and know that they're like, they believe they're doing this loving, loving, beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. So it's weird. I just, I don't really know. Yeah. Like what completely to make of it. disagreeing with them, yeah. but like also like knowing that they're just like human. Yeah. Because <laughs> part of me wants to like debate them or like kind of fight them because yeah. I feel like you guys are so illogical. I can totally convince you to not be Christian, which probably isn't true, but you know, I feel that way mm-hmm. as like someone who's read a lot about this stuff. But yeah, on the other hand, I'm like, I don't know, you guys seem really happy and like you're thriving doing this and I know what you're feeling right now. Yeah, because we felt that way as well. Yeah, so I have compassion for them and Mm -hmm. can understand where they're coming from. And guess what I was doing that whole time? I was compulsively cleaning, walking around, trying not to listen and shaking (laughs) (laughs) with with adrenaline, not with fear, (laughs) because I was (laughs) like, I didn't I need to not go out there because I don't have any problem fighting old people because i don't have a good relationship with my grandparents so i don't feel that compassion for older people (laughs) (laughs) i need to hold you back (laughs) and then the next time they came to the door we were about to leave as well and so we couldn't talk but joe was wearing uh, no high like the most high shirt our shirt (laughs) shirt that we made a picture of jesus that i drew smoking a joint and he came back from the door and I was like, were you just wearing that shirt talking to them? <laughs> I wondered if they saw. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But then I accidentally invited him back this Saturday because I'm nice and don't know how to think on my feet in those situations. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. We'll see if they come back, see if we're in the mood to talk to them or not. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. Every single week, I think of a different nuanced thing that I that is a part of this journey You know, that's like Mm -hmm. very specific to this. Yeah, right. And I could talk about it for like hours. Right. (laughs) And, (laughs) but I think that's fun. That's great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let us know if you guys have experienced that kind of feeling of block when you're trying to leave Christianity, but you felt like you weren't intellectual enough or maybe like it wasn't your place to question your faith or um, anything that we spoke about earlier. I'd love to hear your insight and your perspective on that. Mm -hmm. And let us know if you know any good resources for getting over that overwhelm or like anything about science or any kind of things that like helped help bridge that gap. Yeah. Help bridge that gap. Yeah. And maybe if you're like a scientist or you teach evolution at a college, reach out to us. For real. We would love to have someone who could teach us all like the fundamentals of evolution because I, for one, never really learned it. And I think I plugged my ears in school. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So thanks for listening this week and we'll catch you next time.